this show is a little off the beaten track, and it may be unexpected and surprising. So, taste it and enjoy. We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a match. Oh, boy! Here we go! Are you kidding me? Out of the gates! This is not happening! By the way, what title would you like? Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. I ain't like a pig! Oh, you are a pig. Oh. I almost forgot. That's why they call me Thumper. You're listening to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Magic on a Dollar podcast. My name is David Dollar. Thank you for joining us once again. Episode number 95 of this podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. Hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, washing your hands, doing your social distancing thing and all that good stuff so that way everybody is safe and that you guys are going to be okay as well. Nope, the parks aren't open yet. Uh, We're hoping they will be very soon. And let me just caution you right now. Stop right here and say this to you. I've had people contact me about reports they've seen online. Hey, the park's not going to open until January 2021. Or, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Disney World. And I'm hearing only one park's going to be open and so on. Let me just tell you right now, reassure you, we don't know anything. We don't know anything. And uh, anybody who says they know something, they don't know either. And that's just how it is because Disney hasn't told anybody. Now, a lot of people have a lot of guesses, and some of those guesses are are pretty close, probably. And some of those guesses are probably wildly off base. But as it is, we don't know anything. So just sit back, call your travel agent, call me, talk to me, and I'll be happy to help you through it as well. Um, You know, we're we're finding out just as you guys are. We're we're paying attention to all the news. We're trying to disseminate everything coming down to determine what's going to be best for our clients, for our people, to let you guys know what's happening. And when we know something, we will tell you guys. When I know something, I will tell you guys. You can find that information at actually out on uh, Disney on a dollar on Facebook. Also find me Magic on a dollar on Facebook, Magic on a dollar on Twitter, and on Instagram, and yes, on TikTok as well, which is kind of strange. I'm doing some video stuff up there. So that's all up there find me on YouTube as well and uh, and all the podcast type places like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher and all those places. So let's get to the episode. Uh, no, I mean no news because the parks are not open. I don't know what else to tell you. There you go. Um, the episode itself, we have done the senses of Walt Disney World. It's been a lot of fun talking about the feel of Walt Disney World. Talked about that with Matt, uh, my friend Matt. We talked to um, Upon a Star Jen about the, the smell of Walt Disney World, that pirate chlorine of course. And, of course, my friend Hi-Ho Sarah, we talked to her about the sights of Walt Disney World, like that beautiful Peter Pan scene above London, which is just incredible. Today, we talked about the tastes of Walt Disney World. And because I like food, and because my friend Terry liked food, I had to call him on and say, hey, man, let's talk about the food of Walt Disney World. And he said, absolutely. He's the author of Making Elephants Fly. He also has a podcast of the same name. He's the, the proprietor and owner and creator of a project called The Thing Conference, which we'll get to in a little while. You've probably heard me talk about that. We'll talk about that in a little while as well. Terry Weaver is a great guy, and we talk a lot about food. In fact, we talk so much about food, we had to put this into two episodes. So this is The Tastes of Walt Disney World, Part 1. In this episode, we're going to talk about the Magic Kingdom. We'll talk about Hollywood Studio. We will talk about Animal Kingdom. In the next episode, we'll get to Epcot. We'll get to uh, uh, the resorts and dining. And also, we'll touch on Disney Springs as well. Um, and also, some more about the thing in the next episode. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that at the end of this episode as well. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. And really, it's just two guys talking about food. So I hope you're not hungry. Because if you are, you're definitely going to be hungry after this episode is over. 
over. Hope you enjoy it. Make some notes, get some ideas, and just uh, have a good time listening to us talk about the magic of Disney food. Because guess what? Disney food is magical. We'll see you on the other side. And on the hotlines, a good friend of mine I haven't had on since last March. and It's just been too long, but i got to tell you, the man is too busy. He's an author. He's a speaker. He's, a, he's an entrepreneur. He's a connoisseur. He's all the oars you want to put on him. My man, Terry Weaver, author of the book Making Elephants Fly, the godfather of The Thing Conference, which has changed my life and the lives of so many other people. Um, Terry, how you doing, my friend? Doing good. I think I'm going to go by the godfather of the thing from now on. I think that's awesome. But, well, it sounds better than the thing father. It just doesn't really work. Yeah. But the godfather of the thing. I mean, here, when you're... I used to like a fake like mon- moniker for my name, mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed the Grand Poobah okay. because I grew up watching. I grew up watching the Flintstones. Right. And so, like, they were always had the you know the hats that they wore and the when they went bowling or whatever that whatever they were a part of. But there was always like a Grand Poobah over. Uh, that deal you get a big fez hat with a little tassel hanging down and yeah you know with the some, c on the top get some thing fezes made up I, I, I would i'd buy one of those and well i just remember you know you calling me last year about the thing and we were talking about it and you were like i gotta make you an offer you can't refuse and i was at the thing a month later which was great <laughs> which was awesome so uh real quick how you doing up there in the isolation i know you're up in in, in tennessee in nashville in the nashville area uh how are how are things with all current events going on how are things with you and the and the dear missus we're good. Um, I've kind of been the official go-getter for my family and my mom. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, just got back from a, a, a run to Publix where, sh- where shopping is not as much of a pleasure when you're wearing a mask. Do they have um, the, the, the lines where you have to go one way down the aisle now? No, um, Aldi has that. I, I okay. did go get a, I knew we were going to podcast, so I stopped and nice. got some, some Dunkin'. People are staying home. You know, I've been intentionally, I mean, you know, dude, I'm passionate about small business and people who have a big dream and make something to happen. So I've been trying to support all the local restaurants and um, I normally would have gone to our local coffee shop, but I was just in the parking lot. Duncan was there and they have an app and it's easy. Yeah. Um, I understand. I do the same which thing. Is, which is one of the things that, you know, all of us can learn right right now that technology is like a huge, powerful tool. All, a lot of us have been, and I, I know you're trying to like figure out how to serve your audience and love on people. And we're all just trying to figure it out, man. It's a, it's a, New world, but it's a world full of opportunity. So, well, it's just I I cannot imagine all of this happening. Say twenty years ago, before the advent of of social media, uh, when we all had flip phones and maybe pagers, and and you were limited to fifty texts a month. Otherwise, you got charged like three cents a text, and just I can't I can't fathom that <laughs> that reality. So this will be my only political statement I'll make on today's show. Twenty years ago, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have happened. I agree. There would have been no like. No. There would have been flames, but no fuel for the fire. No, it wouldn't have. It, there wouldn't have been the amount of worry and panic. And yeah, we've. Um, I, I have my very strong opinions on all of it, actually. But we've been doing our best to stay home, and you know, I'm oh, the runner been... for the family. And uh, but my my kid and I, we will go out because I got to get him out of the house. And the audience Ooh. knows I've mentioned several times he's special needs, and he can't just stay cooped up in the house all day. So he goes with me to Walmart or Publix, and you know, we do our due diligence. We wipe down the cart. We make sure everything looks good, and you know, we we do our thing. We get out in the car and wash our hands plenty of times. We're, we're not just licking the walls and the doors like usual. We're actually trying to be careful. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm ready for all of this to kind of, kind of simmer down and maybe, I guess for lack of a, a more compassionate term, blow over. Um, yes. <laughs> so we can, uh, m- for many reasons, but one of which, so we can get some parks open because Disney is our calling and we're just, it's like we're standing at the gates, just looking in going, you know, mm. let me in, let me in. And yep. it's just, it's not there, but uh, we've been doing a series 
over the last several weeks called The Senses of Walt Disney World. We talked about the sights of Walt Disney World. We talked about the, the, the smell of Walt Disney World. We talked about the feel of Walt Disney World. And today, one of my favorite topics and something that I am getting very used to uh, being stuck at home with all my snacks and all my, my uh, supporting local business restaurants, the tastes the taste of Walt Disney World is what we're yeah. talking about today. And and I'm pretty excited about this because I know when I approach you with this topic, you were like, dude, this could be four episodes. It's going to be a series on its own. Um, but we're going to kind of just dive right in. And really, there's no structure to this conversation. We're going to kind of go park by park and just talk about some of our favorite things to eat. If you've ever seen me and Terry, you'll be like, those guys like to eat. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, we like is, to eat. And this so, is an episode for all the fellow fat kids. That's right. Uh, all the all there. the chunky monkeys out there. That's us. all the all the all the, all the chubby fellas. <laughs> Tune in. This is for we, you. We are here for you. So let's talk first of all about the Magic Kingdom. Let's jump right on in the Magic Kingdom, and um, you know, and I, I'll go ahead and kick it off. And I, I guess maybe in my mind, I'm going to walk through the parks because first things first is the bakery right there on the corner. And my favorite, probably top three favorite snacks in all of Walt Disney property, are those Rice Krispie treats. Uh, with the caramel drizzle on top, or sometimes they have the M&Ms on top. And they used to have these Rice Krispie, Rice, lack of a better word, Rice Krispie balls, basically. And they yeah. were little, little crispy balls with chocolate on top. They don't make those anymore, which really, really makes me sad. But I, I love those things, man. I do. I just So we so got, good. like, sick of those. And this sounds so like first world problems. <laughs> like, we love to cruise, and we got started cruising kind of during a downturn in the economy like we are now. So like there was one year where they did like a buy one cruise. I think it was 2007 or eight. They did like buy a four day. We'll give you a three day for a hundred bucks. So under the category um, of stuff, they'll never do again. I see. I, I think that's in the stuff. I think that's under the category of they may have to do it again. That's true. That is true. Especially when you talk about adding a fifth, sixth and seventh ship potentially. And I know, and I know number five is already under construction because right. I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. I'm thinking they'll, um, they'll probably hold off on the sixth and seventh as long as they can until it becomes not feasible to do so. Um, yeah. you know, just, just to assess, to see where they are. But, so uh, how I got sick of those things is they used to give those out at like everything on the cruise ships. You'd get them as like a welcome gift. They were like a DVC amenity. So like by the time you got off the cruise ship, you'd have like nine or 10 of them and you're not going to like throw away rice krispie treats that someone's giving you. Right. Because like, they pile it up. <laughs> so I think just after, like, it kind of got like, oh, great. It's a mouse, you know, mouse shaped rice crispy treat. Mm -hmm. so, but yeah, I, I get it. I, I understand the love. Well, along that lines, let's talk about, we'll talk about snacks first. Um, what do you, what do you do love you to want, snack? Do we got to go like snack by snack? We'll so go, we'll go snack, snack by snack. Is, or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll go. We'll bounce for, back and forth. There's no rules, right? No rules. My favorite is a hard to find snack at Magic Kingdom. It's typically only available. It always stops on Halloween day. The last year, last year they didn't have it. The place that I found it is in the, is it big top snacks? Yep. Big across top. from Dumbo. Yep. Is a pumpkin pie fudge that they have during, uh, during Halloween and man, life changing. That sounds delicious. Oh yeah, man. Like <laughs> we were there last year for Halloween and like, we went to every version of the bakery to be like, do you guys have the pumpkin pie fudge this year? Because I always have a seasonal fudge. Right. But apparently, like, that wasn't a thing. I'll go, I'll go off, I'll go Disneyland on this, on the, on the snack, because I'm, I'm never good at, the, 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 the hands down, the best, the king of the snacks is the Disneyland hot dog cart corn dog. Yes. 
Yes, I am a corn dog aficionado, and I love a good Disneyland corn dog. And it's so, yeah. and it's different from there than it is like the corn dog nuggies at Casey's mm-hmm. Corner or like regular corn dogs any other place. I don't know. I don't know what's in the grease at the, at the hot dog cart. And I guess for some people that's a meal, but <laughs> I think it counts as a snack. <laughs> it can be. I mean, it's 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 on the corn dog the corn dog train there. Like I go, I love Casey's Corner. Um, mm-hmm. I love the corn dog nuggets. I love to get. Especially if I'm, I don't, and I don't know why it's different than when I'm with other people versus by myself. When I'm by myself, I will order one or two. I'll even order two things of corn dog nuggets. Just that. No fries or anything else. Corn dog nuggets a drink. Go out, stand on by one of those garbage cans with my tray, make my little sauce with my mustard, ketchup, and mayonnaise, and just stand there for 30 minutes and just dip corn dog nuggets and eat. And it is delectable. It's, I don't even know where you can get corn dog nuggets anywhere else on property. I'm sure you can as part of a you know kids meal or something at you know random Toy Story Land or something. But but right there at Casey's, they're so good, and that's the best to me corn dog product at Disney World versus the corn dog carts at Disneyland, which I love because I you know, I love the foot dog, footlong corn dogs, love all of that. Um, I remember when the first time I ever did the Parkyology Challenge at Disneyland, trying to run all the rides in one day. Uh, we did a quick lunch as we we're running through running through downtown Disney to get to the other park. And uh, I bought a corn dog. So I'm running through downtown Disney, holding a foot long corn dog in my hand, like eating a corn dog as I'm running to California adventure. And it was, it was quite a comical sight. Yeah. I, I always see you do those challenges, man. And I'm just like, I want to be there to videotape this, <laughs> but I'm also know that I'm not that not much of a man. Like We're I just can't. To- Looking to possibly do it again in September, do it again for charity and try to make another charity run. But we'll 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 figure that out once we assess my, my I have a trip in June. When I go in June, then I will look ahead to say, okay, now I can look to my other trips versus okay, I gotta figure out, you know, when we get to go <laughs> at all. Maybe there'll be a new like social distancing parkeology challenge uh, or something like that. Possibly. <laughs> Maybe, whatever. I mean, you know, let me let me ride Haunted Mansion. If I touch the bar, if I touch the lap bar, it's okay. I'm not worried about you sanitizing the bar. I'll I'll be fine. I'll be all right. It's okay. <laughs> so what else? Uh, stay there at Magic Kingdom. Um, talk snack wise. Entrees, food. Entrees, snacks, food. Yeah. Um, we'll get the drinks in a minute. So let's just kind of talk about. We got the snacks. Are there any appetizers in the restaurants that really just uh, suit your fancy? Not a lot of. To me, not a lot of great restaurants in Magic Kingdom. Um, nothing like I know. I know for lunch and for, for breakfast, I'm a big fan of Be Our Guest. I'm not a fan of their dinner like a lot of people. Uh, so, you know, um, the sandwiches at Plaza I think are pretty good. But nothing really sticks out in my mind in terms of entrees at Magic Kingdom itself that I'm like, I got to get some of that. It's so good. Just because, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe they, they don't put a whole lot of stock into the food there because they figure it's Magic Kingdom. Everybody's coming there anyway. I'm not really No, sure. there are two things on the appetizer menu at Skipper Canteen that are pretty notable. I've only been once to the Skipper Canteen, so why don't you tell me about that? They have a a Falls family falafel. You know, it's pretty fantastic. But the special thing is a Venezuelan dish. It's, I'm not even going to say, but they're cachapas. They're little like, uh, almost like open-faced cornbread kind of situation. Those are quite tasty. You know, Magic Kingdom isn't, Magic Kingdom really isn't known for its food. People always ask, you know, what, what? what do you got to have at the Magic Kingdom? I'm like, Epcot. <laughs> you know, don't really. Um, uh, Ohana at the Polynesian. I, I got to have the monorail over to Epcot. That's what I've got to yeah, have. I've gotta, <laughs> yeah. And so like, and, may, and some of that might just be because like Leslie and I, we don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And so Magic Kingdom, a lot of times we'll be, we'll do a half day and then come back and do another half day. We typically don't just camp out there for a day. Right. Because our meals typically... I mean, obviously, sit down. What do you have? You have Beauty and the, you know, you have 
Plaza, Beauty and the Beast, Liberty Street Tavern, Crystal Palace, uh, Skipper's Canteen. That's like five. Um, sometimes Diamond Horseshoe is open. Um, yeah, Diamond Horseshoe is not memorable ever. Yeah, I don't remember much uh, about Diamond Horseshoe. I don't remember much. Honestly, I don't remember much about any of those restaurants. None of those are just like you're going to eat there because they're they're in the park, right? But none of them are on my "you've got to have it" food list. Yeah, yeah. I think Skipper Canteen is fun, um, especially if you get a good waiter that's really into the like the the that's actually been a skipper before. I'm trying to think of what Liberty Tree Tavern had, but they've got what I kind of classify like Thanksgiving kind of food. That's a good place to go for Thanksgiving. I mean, their their food is uh, their food is pretty good. I've been a couple of times, and, and you know, I went. I think in 2007, I wasn't impressed, and we went back a couple of years ago, and I really liked it. Menus changed. The salad four times, being good there, but the what being good? They have like a good salad there, like with a good salad dressing. I wouldn't know. I don't eat salad, but the yeah. dessert is good. <laughs> <laughs> the the bananas foster I think is what they serve there, which is pretty good. Um, Cinderella's Royal Table is not my favorite for dinner. I haven't been there in quite a while, actually. And I've only been there for breakfast. That's we're going for breakfast in June because, as something that I book for every other family that I, I work with going to Disney, they want Cinderellas, and so it's kind of I try to go semi regularly because I want to keep up with last time I went it was great, or this is what the changes they've made, or blah blah blah. Uh, I haven't been, I don't think, since maybe 2013 or 2014. They have so, a stuffed yeah. French toast, if I remember. That's I believe that. I believe that's right. And I think, it, like, I'm a big breakfast guy. I love you. It's hard to screw breakfast up, really. And so, if you make a decent breakfast, I'm going to be a fan of your breakfast. Lunches and dinners are different. And you know, we we had Thanksgiving there, 2013, I believe, at Cinderella's, and it was just okay. It was it was all right. My it only complaint about breakfast is the time in which it occurs. But you know, I live in the south, so it's like. You know, Waffle House, it's like, uh, you wait till it gets hits 11. It's like, okay, we can go to Waffle House now. <laughs> <laughs> what about second breakfast? What about a lunch? <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a second breakfast man than I am. The, uh, I just skipped right. that whole first meal together. Let's uh, let's save Epcot for last because I think we'll kind of camp out in Epcot for a little while. But uh, yeah. let's, uh, uh, well, we, drink wine. Do we do like a main dish? Do we come up with I was going to say, a- I mean, we've just kind of blown the restaurants around here and there. I don't think any any restaurant has really impressed us enough to be like, make sure you try this main dish. The gray stuff at, at be, our, be Our Guests, it's okay. It's, I guess it's, it's delicious. I don't know. Day. I wouldn't say it's yeah. delicious. It's it's you know. edible. They have, uh, they had, what I don't like about the Be Our Guest uh, dessert is instead of picking a dessert, if you do the prefix menu, they bring you out a little, little plate with three desserts on them, little mm-hmm. cups of desserts. And so if you really like one, you only get that one. If you don't like one, you're stuck with that one. And I mean, everything on the thing is edible, including the little paper that comes out of there. I've tried that. It's it's edible, but it's Good just paper? okay. It's yeah, the paper actually, it's like an edible paper they put down. Um, they have but, a nice yeah. like French dip sandwich for lunch. That's yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the lunch. I do like the lunch and the breakfast is good too. Dinner to me is a little overpriced and a little, uh, yeah. it's just, it's not two credits. If you've got the dining plan, especially the new dining plan with the Disney plus, that's great. Actually, it works just fine. It's not something I want to pay 60 bucks for. Uh, that's just me. Yeah, it's and, but see, I, I don't think it's a good use of the two dining credits for dinner either. I think it's a, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a waste. Well, I think if you do have the new plan, though, I think it, I think it fits quite. I think it'll fit quite well. Oh, the new, the uh, new little, the middle new plan one. Where you have two credits per day, per, or two credits per night per person, instead of just a table, a counter, and a, and, a, and two snacks. On this one, you get two credits per person per night, your stay, but and you can use them for whatever. So, but it's still two credits, right? You have to. Use it is two still credits. two credits, correct? Yeah, correct. But you're not using like Mondays and Tuesdays credits just for one meal. You're now using your two credits for that day. Is it um, Sleepy Hollow that has the uh, waffle sandwich? Sleepy Hollow has the waffle sandwich, which is extremely good. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, that's that's very very good, very sweet. 
Um, they've also got funnel cake there, which is phenomenal. I love, there's something about getting a funnel cake about seven or seven thirty in the evening when the fireworks are at eight o'clock, you've been camping out for an hour to find your good spots. You send somebody to get funnel cake. You come back and you're all just sitting there eating funnel cake. It's November. It's crisp outside. You're eating warm. Oh, it's just something, something great about that. I, I, I love that. I love the funnel cake right there at that moment in time before the fireworks. It's phenomenal. So what we would be remiss before we leave the magic kingdom. Yes. And this is one of that has the taste, the sights and the smells. We would be wrong to not mention the, the, the ever popular dole whip, which I prefer the dole whip float myself. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm a raspberry dole whip swirl fan myself. I tried that last time and it was a delicious. Was it, Uh, was it the, have you done the hey, hey, I've not done the hey, hey, what is the raspberry? It's like, it's like an ice cream cone and it's raspberry and something else with like a little hey, hey on top. I have not done the hey, hey. Not no. done that. Um, and maybe I have. I don't know. Maybe I didn't know it was called a hey, hey, but I had the raspberry uh, pineapple swirl last time and it was just fantastic. Um, no. It's just, I just kind of stood there under the bridge under the, and out of the sun and just ate the whole thing. I mean, a 20 minute period and it was just so pleasant and so nice. So, so what, what, if you guys are listening still, what you're about to discover is we could, <laughs> we're going to be talking about food and yep. eating for like nine hours. Yep. So, well, uh, and I'm hoping that maybe you somebody may want to pop some popcorn, get, some get something out of yeah. the fridge. <laughs> hoping you can kind of get some ideas out there of uh, what to try next time you go. Cause we're about to go over to Hollywood studios now and uh, kind of walk around Hollywood studios a little bit and, um, you know, talk about some of the stuff that's over there. And uh, I guess, and, and this is pretty prominent in Hollywood. I guess it's prominent in a lot of places, but pretty prominent in Hollywood. What's your thoughts on the churros? I know that's a big thing in Disneyland. And churros in Disneyland are really good. What are your thoughts on, on, on thoughts on Walt Disney World churros? My thoughts on a churro are very similar to my thoughts on a Little Caesars pizza. <laughs> that they disintegrate from the moment they hand it to you. Yep. <laughs> so like, you know, like we, you know, there were there were times when we were when we were struggling to get by and be like five dollar pizza, we are in. So we would literally pe- you know, back our truck up to the front of the Little Caesars and eat it on the bed of the pickup truck. Cause it's like, if you do the work of like take a little Caesars pizza home, you don't even want to eat it by the time it gets to your house. Right. And I feel the same way about a Walt Disney World churro that if you eat it and it's right there and it's hot and they're fresh, they are fan freaking tastic. But if you, if you lollygag and like ride a ride and put it in a bag or something and then try to eat it later, it, nope. Yeah. I, I kind of feel about the Walt Disney World churros that they just looked at Disneyland. Disneyland churros are really popular, and they're good out there. I don't know what the difference is, but I kind of feel like Walt Disney World was like, yeah, we need to have churros, too. They've got them. Let's go ahead and get them. And they just kind of threw them up there and were like, yeah, here's a churro. Have at it. And there's, they're just I don't think they're made as good, and I think they're made maybe quicker or maybe the ingredients aren't as good. They're not bad. I've had many, and so I don't want to tell you they're they're terrible and you shouldn't get them. I like them, and if you hand me a churro, I'm going to eat it. Um, you know, and if one's cheap enough and I'm hungry enough, I'm going to buy it. But well, I've been handed yeah. a free churro when they're at the end of the day. Like sometimes uh, they're gotcha. just like, we're done yeah. with these here. Have a churro. <laughs> now, I will tell you a kind of pro tip in Disneyland, there's a, a like fancy churro stand, mm-hmm. and they have like seasonal churros. Like I had an Oreo churro there. So it was like chocolate outside, a little cream filled center. That was tasty. Now, is that the one over at Pixar Pier or is that actually in Disneyland Park? No, that's actually in Disney, downtown Disney. Okay. There's a cart right in front of uh, the World of Disney store. Yeah, the food carts at Disney, Disney, downtown Disney are fantastic. They're just yeah. good all the way around. You can get just about anything you want down there. So on Hollywood Studios, and again, and I hate to come up empty, but nothing's, nothing is sticking out in my mind that is so good that I'm like, you have to go here. Um, your, your table services, you're talking about Brown Derby, yeah. which I'm not a huge fan of. Um, I like the food at 
prime time. There's sci-fi as well uh, for the sit-down restaurants. And then, of course, you've got a number of, of counter-service restaurants. Mama Melrose is also one as well, uh, a sit-down restaurant. And you've got a, a number of, of counter-services over there. Um, I will tell you that one place that I really have enjoyed lunch the last time I was there was Dockside Diner. And that's over. That's basically the big dinosaur uh, area over there by the lake. And they used to have, I don't know if they still have it or not, but they used to have fried chicken. And not many places at Disney World serve good fried chicken. And their fried chicken was extremely good. It's not very expensive. It's only like 12 or 13 bucks for a plate, which for counter service is really good. And you get a big wad of fried chicken and it's fantastic. It is pretty stinking good. And for me, like the coffee, you know, would be my like go-to snack. The first thing I always do at Hollywood Studios, mm-hmm. get, get, get a little coffee going. You get Starbucks, you get a Joffrey's. It just depends on which way I'm going. I love um, Joffrey's. Joffrey's has like sugar bomb coffee drinks. Sometimes they have one <laughs> at uh, over by Toy Story Land. It's like the Woody latte mm-hmm. or whatever, right? And it's basically like a cupcake in a latte. Which you know, <laughs> if 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 you need a good like sugar rush, which you know, like when they were when they were doing extra magic hours for Galaxy's Edge, and you had to get there at like you know oh dark thirty. Um, I was definitely hitting that up. They have, to me, they have the best iced coffee I've ever had. I love iced coffee. I love a little some vanilla in my iced coffee, some cream. And they, yep. like, I've never had a bad iced coffee from Joffrey's. I love their iced coffee. They have coffee. a Jamaican one that's fantastic that I, I'll give you that. So I'll give you a few food things in Hollywood Studios. Um, I, I will kind of warn you in this. Now, now, granted, Woody's Lunchbox is a little bit of an exception. Mm-hmm. It's one of the few places you can get an adult beverage um, via um, the app. They have like a lemonade there, uh, like electric lemonade that's fantastic. And they have like wannabe Pop-Tarts that are pretty good, too. They have a hazelnut one that I really like. Other than that, the, um, the ABC commissary is pretty like, like, I'm not sure if that was the if I if, if that was the only place open, I think I'd probably choose like just well, let's get like a bag of chips, you know, like, <laughs> like, it's just not like. Yeah, I've I've not been to the ABC commissary in quite a while, and yeah. the last time I went, it was just okay. I mean, it was it was passable. It was fine. It was very standard food. It wasn't like anything that I was all just overly excited about. But I've heard they've improved their menu. I haven't been since they've improved their menu, and I think they do take reservations if you want to get in there and get a reservation to make sure you have a place to eat. Uh, but I haven't been in a long time to the ABC commissary. I do know that they have the carrot cake cookie. Over at the Starbucks area on, on oh, Sunset Boulevard, right down the road, I had my first one last year, and it is unbelievably good. It's very sweet. I wasn't able to finish the whole thing because I was like, I can't. Like, I love sweet foods, but I can't do too much of it. Like, I can't have a lot of chocolate one time. It's just, it's too much. I can't handle it. I think I probably ate three fourths of the cookie, and then I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. It was too much of a cookie for me. To the, the cookie beat me. The cookie beat me. A few, a few like random things. Yep. Um, Hollywood Studios. Let's go set down restaurants real quick. Okay. The uh, salad at the Hollywood Brown Derby. That is good. Is, which is the yeah. famous Cobb salad um, is fantastic. They have a grapefruit cake um, that is one of my favorite Disney desserts because it's not super sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the I- things that 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 uh, we've actually made. Um, we're we're big like. Um, we in fact eat more food from Hollywood Studios that we cook at home than any other of the parks. Now, Primetime Cafe is one of our like it's on our must do Disney list. I love Primetime Cafe. We don't we don't miss Primetime Cafe. Um, I normally get the fried chicken. 
Leslie either gets the stuffed pork chop or the mama's pot roast. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason we don't get the meatloaf, because it is literally the best meatloaf I've ever had, is because we have the recipe and we make it at home. It's okay. our meatloaf. That's something we've actually been doing at home. We've actually made we made a steak from uh, from Boma the other night, a flank steak that they marinated. So like we've been eating <laughs> Disney food at home just because like we have all the cookbooks and we we Google what we can't find, right? Um, and then dessert at Primetime Cafe, the go to the 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 probably one of my favorite must have things ever would be the peanut butter and jelly shake. Oh yeah. Down. Yep, rich, uh, rich creamy peanut butter, um, uh, with grape jelly and ice cream, basically blended all together, and it's just, it's as good as you think it is. If you're hearing, listening to us out there, it's as sweet as you think it is, and it's that's another one of those that I can't quite finish, but that first half of that milkshake is just divine. It's Left so and I get <laughs> normally get one and split it. And it's yeah, that's probably a good idea. Uh, my wife is a big fan. She's a big fan of gra- fried green tomatoes, and okay, so cool. if you go over to Rosie's on the All American Cafe, uh, they've got the fried green tomatoes there. And it's a sandwich, actually. You can do it with like lettuce and tomato, or whatever. And so she takes off the tomato and takes off. She doesn't like the spicy ranch, but she does some sauce on it or whatever. And it's she she absolutely loves it. And over at uh, I believe Sci Fi Cafe, they've got fried dill pickle spears. Now, oh. usually when you get fried pickles, you get sliced little pickle like cute like yeah, the spears are nice. Well, they actually bread the spears, and you have they're served like a little dish like stand up fries and uh, some some sauce or whatever. And it's it's really good. It's extremely good. It's the only reason you should go to Sci-Fi Cafe is that and then the screen. It's definitely that's one of those places that people are like, oh, I love that place. And I'm just like. Yeah, it's it's it looks cool in theory. Uh, I'm a big burger guy, too. I love burgers and chicken. I mean, I love all foods, but as you'll you'll hear as this podcast rolls on. But um, I'm a big burger guy, too. And, and that's a place that has burgers and chicken. And there's really nothing nothing that's been there that I'm like, I got to have that. I got to have that. I've, burger. Heard the, I've heard they've done know. a menu change. Okay, and their burgers are better. Um, Good. It wasn't I, bad. It's just I don't like I don't like a burger with like bacon and heaps of mushrooms, and I need vegetables and put kale and tofu and and you know there's a pancake and an egg and a bit. I don't need all of that. Give me a burger with some cheese and a bread and some sauce, and you're good. And and it's hard to get one of those there. Yeah. Now the one thing there's no shortage of at the Walt Disney World Resort is Italian restaurants. Oh um, yeah. And but Mama Melrose does have a great a great. Um, crispy calamari with a great spicy aioli. I really do love the way they serve theirs. Um, and they have a pretty solid chicken parm. Um, you know, the one, the one like pro tip that I'll give you, especially at any Disney resort, um, that you're eating like a deluxe restaurant, which, you know, your California girls, almost all of them have like a fresh ice cream they make or a fresh gelato they make. Try those. You can never go wrong because they're typically made in house. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not. The one thing I think we've we, we we have we've forgotten to talk about, um, and it's probably because it's new, and it and it's it's really not in my mind. It's part of Hollywood Studios, but it's really its own theme park. We haven't talked about the edge, the the where the citizens of Batu eat. Ah, Galaxy's Edge. Yes, yeah. There's a couple notable things there, obviously. You've got your blue milk, um, which is delicious, which which is pretty delicious. And there's just something about like, I'll be honest, the first time I stood there staring at the Millennium Falcon, drinking blue milk, it, I went to Disneyland. <laughs> we went on like we had uh, uh, um, McNair and I went. We went with a friend who got us in early. Um, 
<laughs> and uh, my, my buddy, he used to be a Disney Imagineer. And I was standing there with a couple of Disney Imagineers in, in um, staring at the, you know, the hunk of junk, drinking a blue milk and kind of like, okay, I waited my entire, like, I dreamt my whole life for this. So I'm, my allergies, if you will, may have acted up. <laughs> um, yeah, we were, we were, we were working our way around to Galaxy's Edge, so we definitely wouldn't have forgotten it. But uh, okay. I agree. The... There's 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 blue milk and there's green milk. Now I've had the green milk and it's got more of a melony flavor to it. I'm not a big fan of melon. No, I'm not a big not, fan of not as, citrus, whatever. Uh, it's not as good. Uh, and to speak to the grapefruit cake they have at Brown Derby, I don't like grapefruit and yet I like that cake. So that tells you something about how they make it, which is nice because okay. it is is not too sweet. Um, but the blue milk itself, I, the, from the first sip, I was addicted. I've had probably a half dozen in my two or three trips since I've been there, and they're like seven bucks a piece, so they're not cheap. So it's not like I can just pour a bunch of money into blue milk. Um, Ogus Cantina is there. And if you can get in, they have uh, all kinds of adult beverages and regular, you know, non-alcoholic beverages or whatever, appetizers and such. And they have a little appetizer, and I don't even, don't even remember what it's called, but it's basically like a little gelatin with pop rocks. And it yeah. looks like it should be terrible. It looks like it should taste awful, and it is so flipping good. I get one every time I go in there, and you get the blue milk, and the blue milk is like 7 bucks, but they can charge you 14 for the drink when they give you a blue milk with a cookie on top. Uh, but I get it anyway because it's Star Wars. I and you and get so, the blue. You get the blue bantha, don't you? I I do. I do, and it's really good. No, it's the same blue milk as you get outside. They just put a cookie on top. The cookie is not even that good. It's just kind. It's a little kind of a harder cookie sometimes. And still, I'm like, yes, I'll get that. And give me the little petri dish of whatever they call it. I'll get that too. And twenty bucks later, I've had a glass of milk and a cookie and a little bit yeah. some Jello. And still, I'm like, I'm happy. This is great. <laughs> so take my money, please. And remember, a lot of the places. A pro tip that I found. A lot of the bars and such that do like the specialty drinks in a container, you can you can basically say, hey, I've already got that. I just I just want it in a cup. Right. So like th that works like with the Lappy Lappy with the Polynesian. Just say I like the pineapple less drink. I don't want it with a mug. I just want it. Mm -hmm. I've already had it. Don't don't go into specifics when you last had it. <laughs> right. It could have right. been your last trip or yesterday or earlier in the day. But Docking Bay 7, I'll be honest, has kind of shocked me. I wasn't prepared for that to be good. It's probably my favorite quick service breakfast. Um, they have what's I called have... the bright the bright suns, um, breakfast platter, which is a three cheese egg bite. It's like a, almost like a souffle. They have a little sausage that's fantastic, a hash, and then you get one of their mini little. They call it a Mustafarian cinnamon roll, right? Which is basically like you can tell it's coming out of those cans that they hit on the side of the. <laughs> but you're in Docking Bay, and it's cool. Probably the best quick service food I've ever had at outside of Epcot. And maybe this would go with it. They have what's called the Yoba, the Yob Shrimp Noodle Salad, which is a cold, like Vietnamese inspired um, shrimp salad over top of like cold noodles. And it is absolutely fantastic at Docking Bay 7. Um, we normally, we're, we are what I would call our Disney foodies. So, like, we normally do counter service. We rarely do counter service. I mostly go like sit down. I love that docking pay. And you know what? The popcorn that's at the, they have like a popcorn that's like three or four flavors in one. I have not had the breakfast yet at, at Docking Bay 7. I want to. I've had the lunch. The lunch was pretty good. It wasn't phenomenal, but it was pretty good. Uh, and I, I, would, I do want to have the breakfast because I've heard the breakfast is great. 
but you know, when you get to when you get there, the first thing you want to do is you want to go ride the Falcon, or you know, mm-hmm. try to get on on board for Rise, or maybe if you've got a Fast Pass for Falcon and you've got a boarding group for Rise, then you go straight over to Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster. And so, getting over there for breakfast to, after you've done all your initial stuff, by that time you're like, oh well, now it's ten o'clock and it's you know it's not time to eat or we've already eaten or something, so it's hard to get over there for breakfast. Yeah, um, the, but the I, popcorn comes in a mouse droid if you want it to as well, like a mouse droid popcorn bucket. That's one of my, I'm a popcorn bucket man, and this is definitely one of my yeah, favorites. Yeah, we, we have decided we're going to have to get a popcorn bucket when we go because my kid is addicted to monorails, buses, and Skyliners, Disney Disney World stuff. Uh, and that's what he spends his day on when we're not doing the school stuff. After after the school stuff in the morning, he spends his day watching YouTube because we're terrible parents. We're just surviving. I work, and my wife works four feet away from me on the <laughs> same table. And so he watches Disney buses and monorails and Skyliners. And so we're going to have to get a Skyliner bucket just for him. Um, because he's just so so addicted to that. And I've actually got a friend of mine that sent me a, a template you can print out and cut out and fold up into a Skyliner, little Skyliner bucket. So I'm going to have to print those out for him as well to have a little paper Skyliner to play with. But um, Document 7, I like Document 7. I wasn't over, I wasn't blown away by it. Um, I forget what I had. I had the, I, I hate to use the word square meat, but it's like a rectangular or something like shank or something like that. Uh, the food it's, is pretty probably good. probably had the Endorian tip yip i think I, I think i'm actually looking at the menu now and i think exact, exactly what it was and it was it was okay it wasn't great but it was okay uh it's not something that i'm there are other places in hollywood studios that i would rather eat for lunch but if i'm in galaxy's edge and we're hungry i'm not going to be like no let's cross the park i'm i'm fine eating there uh, so but i do want to try did, that breakfast what i did is i did that i did that tip tip yip 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 dub tip dip, tip yip. and then i was with mick nair and he got the the shrimp salad i was like what are you getting that for and man, I had food envy. Well, when you're in the parks, maybe you should always do what the former Imagineer does. If he chooses something, maybe you should think, you know what? I'm going to go with that because he sounds like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's probably a good rule of thumb. Don't tell him that, though. Any uh, any other things in, uh, in Hollywood to, to bring up? Drinks, otherwise, uh, appetizers, food, snacks. And a lot of snacks you know are kind of across the park. You can get popcorn a lot of places, churros in several places. But You know, here's a Joffrey's pro tip. Okay. Every Joffrey's location has a specialty drink. Every one of their carts has a specialty is it specialty to that particular cart? That particular cart. Okay. So, like, there's a Toy Story themed one outside of Toy Story Land. All of the one at Epcot's have a different alcoholic drink as well. Nice. Uh, the Disney Springs Joffrey's locations. There's, I think there's, I know there's a cart in a store there. So, like, they all have a different, different one. Man, I think we've covered it. Yeah, I'm excited about some. I like me some theme park barbecue. I can't wait for the new Toy Story restaurant to open up. That is going to be good. That is going to be good. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm not a huge barbecue fan, but I do like Disney barbecue in certain places. Yeah, another yeah. snack. Another snack from Toy Story. I do like the tachos, which are oh the tachos. Uh, there's a recipe potato. for them on on here. On they're basically tot nachos, and but they're not tater tots. They're potato barrels, which I always thought was funny because it's potato barrels. Um, yeah. and I think there's somebody told me that I think Orida actually has a trademark on the name tater tot. So they're not able to call them tater tot, which is why they call them potato barrels, which huh. makes sense because that's one of those things like, you know, like Coke or something that, and Kleenex that everybody identifies as the same thing, even though it is a branded product. You know, so, yeah, it makes, makes total sense. But, yeah, that's why they don't call them tater tots or tots or whatever. Although tachos can be called tachos. They're potato barrels, uh, corn chips, chili and cheese all blended together to make one explosive meal uh, that you will be paying for later. But you will enjoy while you're eating. <laughs> Keyword is explosive. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All Today's right. Now, meal like is brought to you probably in part by explosives. 
and Sherman. Uh, so um, Epcot is close by, but we'll do Animal Kingdom first because, like I said, I want to camp out at Epcot because I'm sure we'll do World Showcase pretty pretty. World heavily. Showcase may be another uh, may end up being its own. That's episode. true. Over at Animal Kingdom, there's a couple of them that come to mind. Uh, and the first oh. thing that comes to mind when I think of Animal Kingdom is the Satuli Cafe. First of all, Canteen uh, over in Pandora. I love Satuli's and I love their 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 bowl basically. Um, and I forget what it's called. Let me think what it's called. It's uh, well, everything is basically a bowl there. Yeah, but it's it's well, I, I guess it's what you put on it. But they, like, I get the, the stuff with the, the roast beef, and they put this sauce on it that is just phenomenal. And I'm somebody who doesn't eat a lot of vegetables and everything, but I will still tear that entire bowl up. I love everything in that bowl, uh, and it's it's just really good. Over Satuli, you can also get steamburger steam cheeseburger steam pods there, which are just okay for me. Uh, I'm not a fan of, but one thing I do love is the blueberry cheesecake mousse they have. Ooh, yes. And nice. it is just unreal. It's one of my favorite desserts in all of property. I just, I love how it's good. It's so good. You know what it is? It was one of those things that they, they sold you on before. Yep. Cause it was like super, it was super fancy pants looking. No, and it looks like the blueberry coating looks like it's marble. It looks like it's like a marble countertop of some sort. It looks like a solid piece. And actually, I went to to a an agent event a couple of years ago when they before they opened Toy Story Land, and they offered those same type desserts as, and it was the Pixar ball, basically the decoration, same dessert. So when I saw the blueberry cheesecake, I was thinking to myself, that's got to be the same kind of dessert in Satuli, and it was, and it was it was delicious. It's so good. Now what I'm not seeing, it's I'm looking at their current menu. They used to have like a family style menu where you could get a bunch of stuff, right? And I'm not, no, here it is. It's called the Satuli Sampler plat- Platter, which if you have a big family, it says it feeds four. Mm-hmm. Um, it feeds more than that, but you basically get to you basically get to try it all. So if you're going with some friends, it it feeds every bit of four. I promise you, especially if you're getting dessert. We got it, we got it, and it fed six people, and I got everybody a cheese bu- a cheeseburger thing, and it was great. And so. That that place is, you know, it's surprisingly good, yeah. and it's one of those like I, I I always encourage clients to, especially in places like this or Skipper's Canteen or places that are a little different. Um, you know, check the check the menu, go online and check the menu before you decide this is where we're going to go because it's not for everybody. There are some things that people don't want to eat in there, but for me, who is sometimes a picky eater about what I like, with the Satuli bowl, you get you can choose beef, chicken, fish, or tofu. Why would you want to do that? I don't know. You can pick sweet potato hash, brown rice, quinoa, or, or salad. You get your sauces you can pick from, which I always get the herb dressing. And they just kind of pile it all together. And it's just, it's delicious. And you have all your options there. And and like I said, there are things that's there. I would see that with at Satuli, most things in the menu I probably would not eat. Yeah. But it's one of those restaurants that it has one or two things that I absolutely love. And I will yeah. go back just for those things. And, and, here's, things. and here's one of the things I think it's a trend that we'll see as the parks grow and evolve. Um, Satuli was the first what I would call a la Chipotle kind of fast casual that's kind of halfway right. between quick service and table service. It's more of it's a little elevated. The food's a little better. It's not like you go in, you get your chicken nuggies and leave kind of place. It's it's a little different. Yeah, I, I love uh, indoor and outdoor seating. It's it's a it's a solid it's a solid. And I've taken picky eaters there. If you like Chinese food or you know any of those kind of places? It's very much like a uh, a Mongolian barbecue almost, mm-hmm. where you just kind of tell them what you want. And but I mean, beef and rice with some veggies, everybody can eat that. Yeah, 
um, unless they're vegetarian. The dressing makes it really good, too. And like I said, I'm a big fan of the herb dressing, and it's just this kind of ranch-looking, blue-cheese-looking kind of dressing. It's got a little spice to it, but not much. I'm not a spice fan, so I can handle it. Um, And it's just, it's good. And you kind of mix it all together, and it just, it's real creamy. And I'm sure it's not healthy for me at all, but we're on vacation, so calories don't count. And it's just... It's it's fantastic. Uh, my other favorite place over in Animal Kingdom is probably uh, Flame Tree Barbecue, which mm-hmm. is to me one of the best values on property because mm-hmm. you get enough in one meal to feed at least two people. My wife and I have split many plates of the. You'll get basically like a big piece of rotisserie chicken, big bowl of beans, and a drink, and you know twelve thirteen bucks you fed two people. Um, you know if not an adult and a child, then maybe even two adults. It's just really good food. And we typically uh, do just, a combo yeah. and onion rings. You do that we too. do like the beef and ribs or the chicken and ribs combo and then do like an order of their onion ring. Their onion rings are fantastic. They have great barbecue sauce. They actually mm-hmm. sell the barbecue sauce. I bought some last time we were there, actually. I may bust that out and grill some chicken just because I'm, I'm missing Disney right now. <laughs> so. Well, you can also get uh, – they have French fries with pulled pork and cheese. And they've got Ooh. like uh, uh, – the fries are topped with like a, ten- like a tender kind of pork with cheese sauce, barbecue sauce, green peppers. It's just it's cheese fries, Animal Kingdom style, and it's really really good. Now, you uh, caveat to that is if it's eleven o'clock and it's July, this is probably not something you want to eat at that very moment because it's going to weigh heavy on your stomach. And if you go on Everest an hour later, you're probably going to be sick. Uh, so this may be something for dinner. It's five or six o'clock. It's starting to cool down. Hey, let's grab some dinner at Flame Tree. Let's get those those French fries with the pork and the cheese on it because after that, we'll go watch Rivers of Light and get out of here. Uh, so just be careful when you're eating, how much you're eating, where you're eating, and what well, gauge I, I, of the let room. Me actually, let, me, let me tell you this. The Flame Tree barbecue downside is it's outside eating. That's true. And and it is covered. You know, there are places to get away from the rain. It's one of my favorite spots. If the weather's nice and it's a little breezy, mm-hmm. go all the way to the edge of the lake and sit there. You see Everest. You can great see Everest. It's beautiful. But if it's ninety five degrees and it's steamy, it's it's not going to be your it's not going to be your favorite spot. You know what I will say about Animal Kingdom? I might even put Animal Kingdom up against Quick Services at Epcot because there's just so many good ones. The Yak and Yeti cafes. A lot of people sleep on those. They have a great like snacky kind of quick grab food. Um, they have great fried rice. I've had their honey chicken there. Their egg rolls are great. They're just these little markets outside. And then the, then you have some good counter service, table service. You've got what, Tusker House. You've got Yakin Tusker Yeti. House is by far my favorite. Tusker House is wonderful. Um, you've also got favorite. Rainforest Cafe. You've got, you've got uh, Tiffin's, which is a signature restaurant. I have not been to Tiffin's Fantastic. yet. Uh, uh, I've heard it's great. I just haven't been there. Uh, Tusker House is my wife's favorite character meal. Um, she, we go there for breakfast a lot and we like to go around the 10 or 10 30 time because they do that switch over from breakfast to lunch while we're mm-hmm. eating there. Okay. <clears throat> and so you get it. They have incredible cheese blintzes, which I don't eat, find a lot of places mm-hmm. on property. And, and don't be, when I say African foods, don't be scared of that because they have African foods and American foods. They have easy stuff that if you're weird with unfamiliar food, you're going to find familiar food. They've got the big pot roast out there. They'll carve chunks off of for roast beef. You know, you've got the donut bar, the pastry bar. They've got the eggs and the Mickey waffles, but they also have some other style foods from Africa. Same thing with lunch and dinner. I'm a big fan of the breakfast, but, uh, but yeah, they have, you know, Mickey and Donald and, and uh, Daisy and Goofy are all there as well. And, and it's just, it's a good time. Tusker house is one of our favorites. It's a large restaurant, large and wide open restaurant, which is nice. And, um, and it's right there in the, in the Asia area. It's one of the things that I fear may not survive the 
the world we live in. Buffets make me nervous right now. I think with the buffets, they're going to go to where they serve you. You don't yeah. get to dip yourself out. I think that's the logical step to that. And whether they return back to you serving yourself, I don't know. But I think they will go to and you know what? More cast member jobs. They'll have people lined up there and they will give you they will serve you. I'm kind of a germaphobe to start with. So right. I'm excited about they'll, that. Maybe they'll start the plate down at one end, they just pass the plate all the way down, or you just hand the plate over to the top and they put it on. That's kind of how I see it going. Uh what I'm afraid of is the character interactions they're going to to loosen up on or possibly restrict where you can't give Mickey a hug or you can't take pictures with certain princesses because, and that's, mm-hmm. that's part of the appeal of these meals is, you know, you don't go to Hollywood and vine for the food you go because that's the last place you get that's available to meet Minnie Mouse and Mickey and the gang. So uh, that's over in Hollywood studios. That's not a fan yeah. of that. That's the only reason you go there is because nothing you else. D- you is definitely open. don't go there to eat. You're right. Exactly. And so if you take away that character interaction, <laughs> nobody's going to go to Hollywood and vine. And yep. so I'm hoping that's something that, that will survive. And they figure that out uh, somehow, even if Mickey has to go take a five minute break every few minutes to quote unquote change, change a little bit to, to make and the princesses have to take a five minute break every five minutes to you know go wash their hands and whatever they need to do. I don't know. Hopefully they'll figure something out. But uh, I like Rainforest Cafe to the point that it's standard, easy food and you can almost always get a reservation there. But the- their flatbreads are really good. The best Eggs Benedict I've ever had was on our honeymoon in 1998 at Rainforest Cafe for breakfast at Animal Kingdom. Very So nice. I don't even know if it's still on the menu. I, I can address two places that I think a lot of people sleep on, and we did for a long time, too. And remember, like, especially if you're not on the meal plan, you're not obligated to go and get, like, a four-course meal at every restaurant. Right. One of our favorite things in the world to do is to get a mid-afternoon reservation at Yak and Yeti. They have a great cocktail menu, um, whether if that's your thing or not. But they have, uh, hands down, my favorite appetizer on property, which is their ahi tuna nachos. They're served on wontons, not on chips. And the pro tip is is that you get the chips on the side because there's way more toppings than there are <laughs> right? chips. You almost, have to order, you almost have to order another side of chips. It's a ton of food. And those are like $17. But for her, her and I to sit down and have a beverage, you know, there's two things that happen at 3 o'clock at Walt Disney World. A rainstorm. And a, and a parade. So during that yep. three o'clock shower, we normally go there. We, we we catch that up. Now, Tiffin's, dude, Tiffin's has kind of been through some. They've it, it's it's like a lot of things when they they release something new. Tiffin's, when it first opened, was glorious. They've kind of changed it a little bit because they're trying to make it chicken nugget friendly. The the bar, the Nomad Lounge is literally my favorite. It's my place. It's a favorite hangout of Imagineer Joe Rody. It's just kind of one of those places that all of the drawings in there, kind of Imagineers. You and you and I need to go have a meal at uh, either before or after the thing at Tiffin's. Let's make that happen. <laughs> Let's do uh, it. Let's do it. I've I've never had it, and I've I've always wanted to eat there. It's just one of those things I've never gotten around to doing. Um, yeah, it's not some place you're going to take your kids, yeah. probably. It's well, and that's good- the thing is. You know, either when I go down, yeah. I, there's not a lot of times I get to go down with it's just me or just me and a casual group of people. If I'm with a group of people, with maybe with an agency and we have a set agenda or something. So, so yeah, we'll make that happen with the thing. We'll, we'll shoot over there and have Tiffins, or maybe you just set it up where that's the meal that you pay for everybody. You know, go yeah. buy Tiffins for dinner. <laughs> nice, David Dollar. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, it it could happen between now yeah. and October. You got plenty of time to put that together, so it, it could definitely happen. November, but um, October, we moved to November, not October. Oh, we'll so, get there. We'll, we'll we'll definitely talk about that. So a couple of things I'll, I'll point out at Tiffin's. Mm-hmm. They have a poutine. Um, and you can go sit on the porch and it, it, it not go inside. But they have a French fried with smoke with a smoked short rib on top. 
cut up some Indian spices. That's fantastic. Um, they have some ribs that are fantastic. Um, they have on their regular menu, they have a smoked charred octopus that is absolutely glorious. They have a whole fried sustainable fish. That is one of my favorite things. They literally just put it out. It's like the, uh, the scene in, in, in the Christmas story where they're sitting there and it's like the, Oh, the duck is smiling at me. You know, the fish <laughs> is smiling. Comment. You get the whole, you get the whole fish. Smiling, smiling and, at me. Yeah. And they definitely have things that are adventurous and they have things that are like, they've done a good job of adding a few things that if you're like a meat and potatoes kind of person, and actually their, their steak is one of the uh, kind of the best things on the menu, to be honest with you. Ah, I so, love a good steak. Um, but yeah, I mean, animal kingdom is definitely a, a, f- a food friend, foodie friendly. Well, and I think that's the misconception about Animal Kingdom is people think that it's it's native food and they're not going to like it. Like if you go to Harambe Market, which okay. there's a there's a set of like four or five six little counter service restaurants right there together. You can kind of kind of, it's almost like a food court basically for Asia. Yep. Um, and there is something and there are things that if you're a picky eater, you're not going to want at all. There are certain no. places you're like, I'm not going to that one. But there are things you can get there. There are things that are standard. Things that are like well chicken nuggets will be fine, you know, or I'll take a, I don't know if you can get a straight up burger, but you can go to, to restaurant Asaurus. They serve burgers and pizza Fari serves pizza. pizza. So there are things in animal kingdom that you can get that are just fine for you. I mean, there will be just, just, uh, you know, that will suit your needs. Even if you do eat a, a little bit of, you know, little more stricter diet or you're not as adventurous um and you can you can still eat just fine there and the food's like there's to me not a bad place there at animal kingdom i like everything i've ever eaten there at animal kingdom there are a few places i like better than others but animal kingdom overall is a, is a great place to eat so let me give you my my cocktail selection yes. for uh the nomad lounge they have what's called the high tower rocks which is basically a watermelon margarita on a hot day it's fantastic. Highly recommended. Um, it'll 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 make you uh, just a nice chill. A lot of times I'll get those to to go and just go sit on a bench <laughs> and people watch. So that's a word you hear very often together: watermelon and margarita. No, it's tasty. It is tasty. So we're going to Epcot. We will go to Epcot, but I think we're going to wind this particular episode down. Uh, because we're we're kind of running the time like we knew we would, and we're going to yeah. continue this in a part two coming very shortly with Epcot and, so, and uh, Disney with Springs. Epcot with the resorts and with Disney Springs, well, definitely. Uh, so Terry, thank you for joining us on this one. I will see you very soon. We will continue this conversation very shortly. Thanks to my good friend Terry Weaver for coming on the show. I'm not going to lie to you; I am hungry right about now. I want a candied apple so bad I can't stand it, and I don't want one just from the store or from Whole Foods or from some uh, fancy fancy shop around here. I want one from Disney World, and I'm hoping the parks will open soon so I can go get me one. Again, my name is David Dollar. This is the Magic on a Dollar Podcast, episode number 95, wrapping up, and uh, 96 is just around the corner. We're going to release that in a day or two, so you can get the second part of this episode. You can hear all about Epcot, all about the dining resorts, uh, and all about, of course, the uh, uh, Disney Springs as well. We'll talk a little bit about that as we finish up, and also, I'll give you some more information on the Thing Conference that I keep talking about, that I keep going on and on about. It's, it's a great conference. Uh, the new dates are sometime in November, and we'll get to that. I don't know the exact dates. It's the first week of November, but I want to make sure I give you the right dates on it. Uh, I didn't write them down, but I will. And uh, so check the show notes for that. You can find the show notes on magiconadollar.com. If you are looking for a Disney World trip, Universal, all-inclusive, Royal Caribbean, Disney Cruise Line, all that stuff, 
no pressure. You may not be ready to travel. A lot of people are not ready to travel. But when you are ready to travel, I am ready to help you. And I'm ready to help you work through all this stuff. I'm, I'm more than happy to kind of talk to you about everything that's happening and give you my best opinion. And uh, hopefully get you on your way to a wonderful, magical uh, memory-filled vacation. That's magiconadollar.com as a part of Aponistar Travel and Concierge. You guys have a great week. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And don't forget to thank a Phoenician. Thanks for listening. Continue the conversation by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic on a Dollar, Facebook at Disney on a Dollar, and of course, magiconadollar.com. See you real soon.